The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. I am Chris Creston. I'm joined, as always, by Calvin, the money guy. Don't forget, you can visit Kelvin's website at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or you can give him a call on the phone at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And on this show, we talk about your life and your money, and that's why we named it that quite aptly. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about investing for growth, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, some savings patterns or lack of savings patterns for some people. And it's such a nice day as well, eh, weather-wise? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it is just a great day. So if uh, dads are out doing stuff, if you're just barbecuing in the backyard or you're going to be uh, going golfing or <laughs> maybe ATVing if you're a little bit more daring, I don't know, what, whatever it is that you're doing, <laughs> going for a slow walk, down the street or hanging out at home watching tv and we appreciate that you've made us part of yours um kelvin you know speaking of dads people may be not sure where their dads are when it comes to their retirement savings and where they're at and whether or not they you know it's hard to bring that up with mom Mm -hmm. and dad they don't necessarily talk to you about their money uh, but apparently, I was reading a survey earlier this week that said that older Canadians are planning to push back their retirement due to inflation. So maybe you're thinking, oh, I wonder when mom and dad are going to retire. They seem to still be working. I guess they really like work. No, maybe they're <laughs> they're putting it off because uh, inflation has just made things a lot more expensive than they had planned for. Kelvin, what do you think of this survey? Yeah, you know, it was very interesting because... It, um with this prolonged period of rising inflation and interest rates, I think Canadians of all ages are finding it much harder to save for, for retirement. And specifically, you know, the older group that really should be looking forward to retirement or not, because, you know, the last eight months, inflation, as you know, when went up uh, eight, nine times, um, you know, everything has gone up Mark, and the markets have gone down. So it's it's one of those things that uh, people really need to sit back and have a look at how they invest their money. Um, maybe maybe taking a little bit more risk, like care balanced risk or calculated risk. So a lot of things we have to consider now that we didn't have to in the last, I would say, probably fifteen years. So, so inflation, you know, has been coming down. So I guess what the Bank of Canada has been doing by raising rates is. Is, is working. I mean, it, um, it was at 8.4, now we're about 4.4, something like that. So their target is to get to 2%, but I mean, to get to the 2% might cause a lot of concerns again because they might raise rates in um, maybe July. We don't know. So people that are older, I think, you know, the, the it says the picture is bleak for older Canadians, but I, I don't know. Uh, I have a lot of clients that are older, that are you know in their late fifties, sixties, seventies, even eighties, and I think they saved, they saved and sacrificed a lot to get where they are. I think it's that age group between uh, fifty-five to sixty-four. I think the people that are over sixty-five um, have done a 
a great job or a good job of saving. One of the things that struck me was the when they surveyed uh, Canadians, 44% of non-retired Canadians aged 55 to 64 have less than $5,000 in savings. So it's interesting because I, I, I think because if gas has gone up, food has gone up, everything else has mm -hmm. gone up. And, and maybe that's why we have less and less money in our banks. Yeah, I think another interesting part about this poll that was done by Abacus said, I, I think it was, again, if it was 44% or something close to that, that uh, the, they had not put aside money for retirement this year. So mm -hmm. in the past year, maybe to make ends meet and to, uh, uh, with the rising costs of various things in their lives, have you know had to cut back somewhere and they cut back in their retirement savings. Do you think that that's and, and you know, a good idea, Kelvin? Or like, should you, I know every everyone's in a different position um, and you don't want to go into debt to pay for your retirement necessarily, but it, if you, you know, slow down on those automatic withdrawals to your TFSA or something right. uh, this past year, uh, do you think that that was a good call? I, I think so. I mean, um, you know, sometimes you have to kind of stop and reflect on what you're doing. And paying the bills is, is more important, I think, in the short run. I think as we head into the end of the year, into next year, we'll resume back to, you know, ramping up our TFSAs and RSPs or whatever, however we save. You know, it's really funny. Uh, almost 70% of people service said that they would take a lower pay in exchange for a better pension. Interesting. Really? Yeah. So, so maybe it's something that we all need to think about, you know, um, and, and it's funny how people, 78% said that they believe all employers should be required to contribute in some way to pensions for workers. So maybe this whole COVID thing is make, making us rethink how we do things, right? For, and say, for example, investments, you know, it was always one of those things where, you know, don't take, uh, keep your money when you're older, keep 60% in bonds and 40% in equities. Well, maybe it, maybe it's time to reverse that. Maybe it's time to have more equities and less bonds in the sense that we're living longer. You know? Yeah, so you need to continue your growth mm -hmm. as into your retirement and not just sort of live off of uh, what you've already saved. Exactly. So we and you have to hedge inflation. So if you're if you're investing in these, you know, it's attractive in today's world to say to yourself, well, listen, I can put my money in a GIC and earn four or five percent. Right. The downside to that is that you have to lock it away for three to five years. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that the markets, the stock markets, um, are not going to come back, then maybe do that. But history has told us over the last say fifty years. You know, don't don't lock your money in that way. Let it let it ride the markets. So you know, until money grows on a tree, we're stuck having to invest it if we want to see it grow, right? And that's so, where our topic today picks up, and that's the uh, guide to growth investment. And that's, uh, in, I, I think that obviously growth is a main piece of uh, what people are thinking of when they're investing. But making sure that your investments are, are growing is a bit more of a delicate balance, right? Well, you know, we need to grow if we, we need to grow if we want to be able to afford and you know, retire early, opposite to that article about retiring late. 
uh, put our kids through university and maybe buy that vacation place. So we need to, we need to invest our money wisely. Um, you know, and that's why it's important that everyone listening sit down with their advisor and maybe relook at the way you're investing your money. Right? Um, maybe it's something that you that you didn't think about in the past because we've always been taught in our industry, you know, uh, about risk and risk and risk. Well, if you balance your risk with you, with you, you'll be okay. And remember, your your investments should be reflective of your risk. And it's our job as an advisor to make you aware of things about inflation and about you know longevity. And all those things that we talk about on these shows. So I think, based on that article, it's really, really important that people get in touch with their advisor and have that conversation. Awesome. And as we continue with Your Life, Your Money, we'll talk more about your guide to growth investing with Kelvin, the money guy. And don't forget, you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L vin.ca or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN stay tuned we've got a whole lot more of your life your money happening live on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment and thank you so much for making us part of your sunday this is your life your money with kelvin the money guy he is one of the top financial advisors in the country and an all-around great guy so stay tuned and keep listening to us here as we're talking about investing for growth today. You can always visit Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. A lot of cool stuff to see there. Also, a schedule a call link where you can pick a time and date of your choosing where you will have a call with Kelvin, the money guy. Talk to him about the problems or the ideas or the opportunities that are presenting themselves in your plan for retirement and for investing in growth. Or you can give them a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Now, Kelvin, you know, we're, we've been talking about that we're going to be talking about investing for growth, but what exactly are we talking about when we talk about <laughs> investing for growth? I'm starting to sound like an abacus and Costello routine. Save me. <laughs> Well, grow, investing in grow, growth is an investment context. It's simply an objective. You know, what do I want in the long run and the short run? So when you're investing in growth funds, funds that grow, um, you know, your object is to see your capital, the, the money you initially invested, appreciate usually as much as possible. But along with that comes a little bit of risk, no risk, no reward. So this is the exact contrast to investing in income, where you want to provide an income, you know, as you get older. So where your objective is to receive a regular income from dividends and so on, we always, people always talk about they want their fund producing dividends and things like that. Some really don't know and some know. Maybe they read things and I don't know if they know, but many growth funds um, create dividends as well. And that's why when I always talk about your money, you know, don't just look at the bottom line and say, oh, I lost 5% or I made 5%. 
look at the inside of your investments or ask your advisor what you know what do i got what type of companies do i have um, like the top 10 holdings whatever right you know the sectors markets and companies today are ripe for rapid growth uh you know it tends to be volatile we've just been through a, a really bad year um, in 2022 and what that tells us is there might be stuff um you know companies that your portfolio manager could buy for you um you know on the upside this means that rapid capital appreciation based on what happened last year one of the downside to investing in growth is the risk the risk could be uh you know a lot right if your portfolio isn't carefully and actively managed to balance the risk and return so it's very important that i think that you don't invest your own money you know people like myself i'm not a portfolio manager i don't sit there and pick stocks and change portfolios and do all that kind of stuff that's for your money manager to do so before you delve into these investing in growth and stuff you really need to find someone to do it for you namely through whatever fund company or bank or whoever you deal with right so i think chris when i go forward it's really important that you and I always stress to sit down with your advisor and go through these things on a regular basis. If you're not in contact with your advisor every, you know, three, four months, you, you maybe you want to look elsewhere because um, that's what I think, especially when times are volatile like this that you need. And and I'm like, remember I told you I always call my clients every three to four months. I'm about a month behind. So um but I'm getting there. I think by next week I should be done. You know that article that we were talking about uh, that you had sent me about Canadians and retirement. Mm-hmm. What really stood out, you know, was and was concerning is that all the the older age group, and and the fact that they're not prepared for retirement as one would hope. And I think maybe part of the problem is their investment strategy maybe what they're looking at is the stock markets on a short term and thinking man i should put my money in gic's i should maybe sit back and wait till the markets come back and again those are the things that you don't want to do um, as right you go so forward. a lot of people might look at you know increasing interest rates and uh lackluster stock market and say well you know what i'll lock it in in a gic but meanwhile, then you're sitting on the sidelines when there's an opportunity in the market. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this time with GICs, if you if you have like a short term, like a year span, maybe that's what you want to buy now, right? Because you are getting a pretty good rate. But if your time horizon is three to five years plus, then maybe that's not the right strategy for you, right? So we need to avoid the short term thinking about where we're heading and you know and what we're doing with our money, right? so you have to sit and think to yourself is a growth strategy right for me mm-hmm. well i don't know you have to uh, <laughs> we have to sit down and have that discussion we have to know how old you are what risk you're willing to take um you know when do you when do you need your money um are you you know where are you in your life are you retired semi-retired almost there so so investing for growth can come with like i said greater risk particularly in the short term right so it's not a very risk averse for a very a very risk averse investor 
uh, you know, so you really have to look at your time horizon. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to growth. If it is it right to meet your time horizon, right? Uh, so you, you really need to, to find out if I need that money to buy a boat in the next six months, well, maybe it's not for you, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, but however, even the most aggressive growth portfolio may hold some fixed income and cash equivalent um, for rebounds. And what I mean by that is sometimes these funds, when we have volatility, like we do now with the war, with interest rates, with a lot of uncertainty, a lot of the portfolio managers go and sit in cash. So they might have bigger, like, like money sit in the bank. And what they do is they wait for the markets to come down. And then they go buy the stocks at a cheaper price. You know that buy low, sell high scenario? Right. Well, that's what they do. And what I find strange is that the the average investor, they try to do that. They try to say, okay, let, let's sell and go to cash and wait till the markets come up. Well, you're getting doubly hit because you're doing what they do. Mm-hmm. So, so you're kind of defeating the purpose of having a money manager. Right. right. And then you're not all you're also then not going to be able to really call the moment to jump back in. Right. Exactly. Then you've got this difficult position where you're now monitoring the market, but by the time you've noticed that it is ready for you to jump back on that merry-go-round, it's already started to go back up and you've lost the opportunity to get in on the on the ground floor. Exactly. So so we always say it's time and your cash is losing value because of inflation. Exactly. So it's time in the market, not time in the market. I guess, Chris, you know, when when you when people think about growth investing, I think they think that they think about day traders and and like the tech bubble. You know, I don't right, know if you yeah. remember that. I'm I'm yeah. only vaguely aware of exactly what was going on with the dot coms and stuff like that. <laughs> but the idea, I guess, was in the late '90s where people would just slap dot com on the end of any business name. People would invest in it, and then half of them didn't work out or a lot of them didn't work out, but a lot of people tried to jump in and make a lot of money buying and selling things really quick. Yeah, right? and and back then I remember even the newspaper guy used to tell you what to buy. They knew everything. They knew what to buy, what to sell, <laughs> and and it was really you know it's like frenzy buying and selling where some people win big and others lose. It's like crypto. It actually. It's like the crypto and cannabis in our world today. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people lost tons of money. Now, some people made money, but you know, it's like casinos. People will tell you how much they made, but not how much they lost. Right. So it's the same yeah. type of thing. So don't treat your investments, don't treat your retirement short or long term as a casino. Um, you know, these stere- these are just stereotypes. So get away from that. It, it's possible to invest for growth in a way that's measured discipline and protects your long-term interests and what i mean by that is do not manage your money yourself because your emotions get involved and that's where you lose money i think people lose money in the stock markets because they want to lose not because they and what i mean is they sell at the worst time buy at the worst time they think they know what they're doing get your get your money with a money manager and you go live your life you go live a great life and let your financial advisor sit down and manage your money life for you. Go through things like what your risk is, when do you need your money, um, you know, what's on the horizon in the short term, the long term, 
your kids, things like that. I think that's where the discussion has to happen with the advisor. Yes, you have to manage the portfolio and see where you are based on your age. Um, but yeah, so is growth investing good for you? I think a portion of it should be in growth. And, and, and gone are the days where, you know, we retired when we were 65 and you die, died by the time we were, I don't know, 70, 75. People are starting new careers today when they're 60, 65, right? Um, and we're living till we're not. My neighbor is 96. <laughs> so maybe after the break, we can talk a little bit about, you know, we can maybe go further into growth. Perfect. We'll talk more about investing for growth and growth investing here on Your Life, Your Money. You can always contact Kelvin at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Or click on the schedule a call link at askkelvin.ca. So when you've got a question, it's easy to ask Google, but there's a lot of confusing things. Why not ask Kelvin? Go to askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Click on that schedule a call link, and you pick a time and date of your choosing when you can sit down and chat with Kelvin about maybe what, what balance you should have between uh, uh, investing for growth and investing for income. And you know, when once you start talking about where you're at, Kelvin's able to get a good idea of what kind of balance that you need. And we'll continue talking about that as this show continues. Your life, your money on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. This is your life, your money. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Or you can call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And who is Kelvin? Kelvin's the money guy. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country. And if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know he's a great guy. If this is your first time, welcome aboard. And uh, we'll uh, pick Kelvin's brain a little bit more as we talk about investing for growth. Kelvin, you know, we, um, we've we been talking a little bit about this idea that, you know, some people will, you know, one school of thought would be to be always be investing for income. But then you might find yourself in a position where that money isn't necessarily growing um, even into retirement yeah well 70 percent of uh respondents from that survey that was done about canadians and retiring uh really agree 70 percent of them consistently agree that canada is heading for a retirement crisis um people not just gonna have enough so i think our mindset has to change about how we invest our money um because the whole world's changed you know, did COVID change it? I don't know. But the old traditional way of how we put our money away, really have to, we really have to change that thinking. Um, one of the things is people ask is, can I withdraw my money from a growth investment? Because some, you know, things happen in the short run, like the car breaks down or I don't know, the kids need money, whatever. Um, so the short answer is yes. But there may there may be penalties depending on whether the investment is registered as a RSP or an RESP 
for example, some funds have what they, fees at the back end, front end, all kinds. So you really have to investigate those things before you um, look at taking your money. The long answer is to rethink choosing your growth investment strategy for money you'll need in the near term. So like I say, I need my money for six months, you know, because I want to buy, I don't know, car or something. Um, well, the answer is no. So when I talk about growth, not only me, but when most advisors talk about growth, we're thinking, you know, three to, three to five years plus. Because within that three to five years, a lot of things can change in the markets, you know. And sure, you can withdraw your money in growth when you invested in growth. But if the portfolio is down at the time, you'll wish you, you know, you didn't do it, right? So with a shorter investment horizon, you're better off investing in less volatile strategies, namely the GICs, maybe uh, things that are, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of products out there, right? So you have to figure out what product is right for you. It's not like a one-cut thing anymore like it used to be. You know, a long time ago, older people would put their money in a GIC and get like, you know, 7 8%. Of course, mortgages was like 12 and 13%. So today's world is totally different. So we really have to, I think this time going forward, it's really, really important for people to find a financial advisor. There's many of us around, you know, I'm not the only one. So pick someone and call them. Of course, call me if you wish. But it's I think the time has come for many people to to get an advisor. I forget what the survey did about how many how many Canadians manage their own money. And it's still a big number. Still a huge number. And and I don't know why. I don't know why people do that. I I, I have a understanding why. I think they think because of fees. Um, because the every commercial um, you know, talks about during RSP time, namely, talk about fees and, you know, they can, you can invest your money with no fees. Well, you know, nothing is free. Mm -hmm. So, and, and what people forget is that returns are net of fees. So what does it really matter? Right. Um, right. And that's, and I think that that's one of the things where maybe sometimes we get a little short sighted on mm -hmm. things like that. And also, I, I feel like maybe it's just a guy thing, but uh, I think for a lot of guys, asking for help is hard. And it, yeah. <laughs> because part of that is a, a little bit of humbling and admitting that, <laughs> hey, there's something that I don't really know that much about. Can we, can you help me, Kelvin? And uh, <laughs> the thing is that once you talk to, uh, you know, someone like Kelvin, you really do find that they, they're not there to judge you. They're not there to, to, you know, uh, Say, how do you not know this, man? It's it's more like here's here's where we're going, here's where you're at right now, and this is how we can make it better. And whether that is you know doing something with a little bit more risk and planning for growth, or maybe it's balancing things out a little bit, that's all going to be stuff that Kelvin's going to talk to you about. And uh, I feel like it's a good time to throw out your number again, Kelvin four one six four five seven seven five two six and askkelvin.ca is the website. Sorry, I, you look yeah. like you get something to say. So I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. Now. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because when I meet someone from these shows, whatever, I, I don't really, they ask me, what can they bring? And I tell them, just bring nothing. Just come so we can talk because I want to know about you. What, how do you feel? You know, how's your health? How's the family doing? You know, what, what are your thoughts? What are you, what are you thinking of? What are your six months to a year goal? What's your three to five year plan? 
And then we get into the money. Should I invest in growth or balance or, you know, GICs or what I should do? And I think uh, once I have an understanding of you and you have an understanding of me, then we can look at portfolios you have or what you're looking to do and, and so on, right? So, Kelvin, so, when, when we talk about investing for growth, where are we talking about investing? Yeah, so so we believe that the best way to invest for growth is to invest globally. I mean, a third of your money stays in Canada, a third U.S., and a third, um, you know, global, right? So when you invest globally, you're investing in both the mature economies of, you know, North America and Europe and emerging countries such as China, uh, India, and other markets, you know, with rapid growth. But, they ver- but they, they're very careful about China and India and, and places like that. Uh, so, so again, we have to be mindful of, you know, I remember when I first started this business, the big deal was investing in emerging markets. And this was like 1988, 89. And those markets are still emerging. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but uh, look how long it's been. And they're still emerging. So I don't know. Right. So some right? some emerge, some have emerged more than others, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and again, that's why you can't listen to the news and, and, you know, listen to all these things, you know, get get someone to manage your money, not just someone, but people that manage big pensions like the CBP, and the teacher's pension and so on. Don't think that we're so smart. Um, let those people do it because that's what they do for a living for a long time. Right. So, you know, while a growth focused strategy maybe may have additional short term risk, you know, global investing can actually help manage that risk somewhat by broaden the exposure by countries and sectors. Sectors meaning, you know, communication or healthcare or whatever, right? Um, so you so you should invest globally in all strategies, I think, regardless of whether a cl- whether your goals is for growth of your capital or receive regular investment income if you retire, because a global approach helps mitigate risk. So I think those are the things that pe- the takeaway is what people really have to think about, you know? Um, so, yeah, I would say, should I invest in growth? I don't know. But some of those things is you have to think, is that strategy right for me? You know, uh, if I need to withdraw my money, can I do it in the short run? Um, so those are kind of the, the things you need to ask yourself. Um, to address before you take these steps and always have a balanced approach to whatever you may do, right? Yeah, and we'll continue talking about this as the show continues here on Your Life, Your Money. Don't forget to visit Calvin's website. It's 416. That's not a website. That's a phone number. (laughs) The website (laughs) is askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And the phone number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. I don't know what happens if you just put the web, the phone number into your search bar. You probably come up with the website. So maybe it'll work out either way. But the website, if you really want to get there, is askkelvin.ca. You can click on the schedule a call link, and you can talk to Kelvin about where you are in your financial life and how investing for growth can fit into your total mix of investing. And we'll talk more about that and talking about investing for income as well as your life, your money continues here on 640 Toronto. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning. I am Chris Creston. I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. And uh, today we've been talking about investing for growth don't forget to visit kelvin's website askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca and you can give him a call on the phone at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN and you know we've been talking a little bit about uh having a growth strategy having an income strategy do the two have to be mutually exclusive? Can an income strategy deliver growth as well, Kelvin? So, yeah, the short answer is yes. You know, it's always a short and long answer, right? So <laughs> the short answer is yes. It's you yes. Know, okay, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, growth, growth comes in the form of dividends, you know, and share prices that both increase over time, right? So, again, time is the, is the, the essence here. You have to, you have, uh, the goal to achieve long-term growth with dividends are reinvested, meaning most of the funds that people invest into create dividends. And instead of taking the dividends, what the money manager does is they buy, uh, they buy more units as the markets go down, right? So the core belief with this income, you know, strategy to deliver growth is, um, Companies have consistently grown their profits and increased their dividends eventually by and produce above returns with lower volatility. So what does all that mean? It means that uh, companies that increase their profit and cash flow will increase their dividend payout. So dividend means you're just reinvesting your money and so on. The dividend growth investment model uh, has proven over time to produce higher returns with lower risk than other approaches. So if you combine, you know, the income strategy with the with the growth strategy, you're getting the best of both worlds, right? Um, so in addition, in times of weak equity markets, investors are paid uh, while they wait, which is a good thing to do. So you really have to be patient. You know, investment, planning your money life, planning anything actually in life, is more about being patient, right? So in the form of ongoing dividend income, which is in many cases is also tax efficient. So we forget about that as well. You know, we forget about taxes and, and so on. You know, Canada has a tiered tax system. So the more money you make, the more taxes you pay. So there's a lot of things that go into investment rather than just buying a growth fund a balance fund a gic whatever you a bond fund whatever you may buy like what if you what if you invested your money and you combine all those things in one and depending on your age you either buy more growth or less growth more balance you know so those are the things i think the discussions you have to have with your advisor rather than oh i lost seven percent last year or i made seven percent that's okay in the short run but in the long run it could hinder what you're achieving to do as you turn your money into riffs and so on as you get older, right? You know, Kelvin, nowadays you hear more and more people trying to invest in things that are socially responsible or they fit sort of a, a political or a, a ideological um, 
motive that people have. So whether that's investing in environmentally friendly companies or something like that, you know, do those sorts of investments work? Do they just make you feel good inside or is that, is there an opportunity for growth there as well? I, I think, uh, I think when these things first came to fruition, you know, people did it, I think, because it made them feel good. Um, now it's been, you know, 10 years, 15 years later, and now you can actually track these funds through mutual funds and so on and see what is the performance like versus the old traditional oil and gas and that kind of stuff. So the world's changing. And, and what I've seen is the portfolio managers are changing as well. Um, so they're shifting from the you know old oil and gas, the electric cars, and all this stuff that's going on in the world today. Do you make more money or lose more money? I think I think it should be part of your portfolio. I don't think it should be you know a hundred or whatever. I, I think it should be a little part of your portfolio because I think that's the future. You know, I think one of the challenges in the and they call it. You know how we have acronyms in our world, RIFs, LIFs, RESP, ESG investing. Is, and, and I think uh, the challenges with ESG investing is that evaluation of companies is often a question of you know, ranking the, the ESG performance relative to its peers. There's peers. There's no, and there's no clear winner. So I, don't, so I think there's not enough to judge. Right. So at this point, you know, you're investing and those companies are using that for research and development. So say it's a battery company or something like that. Right. They're using that for research and development. And um, once we actually see the product in the market for a long period of time, you're going to find out who the real winners are. And it's just I, I guess it's of, like electric cars, eh? Mm -hmm. That uh, we're now starting to see more and more on the road. Um, so maybe it's the same thing for investments. I think like everything else, we're at a shift, we're at a transition in, in our world, both in investment and how we live our lives. Um, so I think it's very important that people, yeah, have some of their portfolio there. And a lot of the fund companies have already began to do that. So they're doing it for us. Um, I think, you know, Chris, people want to go forward, really need to sit down with their advisor. I keep saying that because it's so important. Because when you use a financial advisor, your return is about 3% higher than going on your own. So don't go it on your own. There's too much going on in the world today to guess. Like, don't guess what you money. You know, find a professional to help you to achieve your goals. But whether it's investing in growth, whether it's balance, whatever you may do, sit down, you know, with your spouse, sit down with your advisor and determine a strategy for the next three months till we get into the fall. Right, we're heading into the summer this week, um, so maybe make a change every time. The, every time the, the season change, reevaluate what you're doing and maybe make a change in your life, um, in your money life, and and things will be better for you. So you don't have to worry about the markets going up and down and things like that. Right. So always, always sit and reevaluate. I think. I think. I don't think we do that enough. I think we take it for granted that you know our advisors are doing this, and we, and and us advisors kind of get complacent as well sometimes. So sometimes we need a little push to help do what we do, right? Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think you need to call out, reach out to your advisor if you don't have one. Of course, uh, reach out to me on my website or 
give me a quick call and uh, have a discussion and we'll go from there. Awesome. And if you want to reach out to Kelvin, the number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And the website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. You can click on that schedule call link to set up a time and date of your choosing that works for you when you can talk to Kelvin about all the things we've been talking about today and so much more. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Kelvin, thank you for making us part of your Sunday. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, you as well. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Again, the number is 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN, askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, and stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.